Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. All right, well, it's Tuesday, the 19th of, oh my God, what month is this? September, we're already here. Oh, it's pretty early. Glad to have you on the Wake Up America Show. It's nice to see such a big audience joining us live. The last two weeks have been absolutely transformational for the Wake Up America show in terms of live viewers, and we're grateful and glad to have you join us. A year ago, I was streaming to about 20 or 30 people live in the mornings for the Wake Up America show. Now I see about a thousand people joining us here right now. Well, it's been very exciting and glad to have you here. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content that you're watching and listening to this morning. We got some great content for you and some absolutely stellar guests. Great way to start your day. So strap into your F-35 and don't hit that eject unless you're over South Carolina, North Carolina. Where the hell did that plane go? And we'll talk about that a little bit later when Colonel Rob Manus, Air Force pilot himself, will be joining us today at 8.35 a.m. Central Time. So about an hour and a half, hour and 30 minutes from now, we're gonna speak to full bird Colonel Rob Manus about what happened to that jet. How could it possibly be lost? Why is it that the American military is asking the American public for help to find their own jet? We spent over a trillion dollars developing this thing. It's another Miller classic American government mess up. We'll talk about that a little bit later today, so you don't want to miss that when Colonel Rob Mavis joins us at 8.35 a.m. To start the show off today, uh, I was going to start talking about Lauren ba Bobert. Lauren Bo people call her Laura Bobert. Lauren Bobert, we're going to talk about her breaking up with her pro-trans Democrat boyfriend. You know, the one that kind of like gave her the in the theater. Uh, or I think she gave him in the theater. But... Um, yeah, apparently they broke up. So it's it's a story, but I think something a little bit more pressing has sort of come up to start the show with. I saw that apparently YouTube has suspended Russell Brand from advertising income. Yeah, the same thing that they did to me a couple of weeks ago that started this whole mess that now has, you know, made Rumble say, hey, listen, we like Austin Peterson. We want to help him out and blasted me up to the top of the charts. Thank you, Rumble. Appreciate you very much for that. Apparently, Rumble, excuse me, YouTube has done the same thing to Russell Brand that they did to me. I didn't even have to get accused of any kind of assault to be able to get with the Russell Brand treatment, but apparently just being accused is enough. It reminds me of a quote from a play I did in high school, The Crucible. Did you ever see it where John Proctor said that quote where he talked about um, the people who were the accusers? I know this is old English, so, so for some people it's not quite easy, easy to understand. Uh, but what was it? John Proctor said, I had the quote pulled up and now it's gone. This is live, 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 live. Only a thousand people watching you this morning, Austin, to make a fool out of yourself. Well, anyways, the point of the of the quote was that John Proctor was saying, are you a good person just because you're accusing someone? Just because Russell Brand is accused, I, he's already guilty in the eyes of YouTube and big tech. Let's be honest. They don't like what Russell Brand is saying. They've been wanting to get rid of him for quite some time. If you're a problem for big tech, big media, and big government, then they're going to find a way to disappear you and memory hole you. And they wanted to go after his ability to uh, to make a living. So YouTube demonetizes him, same way that they demonetized me. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. But at 7.30 a.m. this morning, I've got a clip that I want to play for you. Or excuse me, I want to talk about um, Chicago is advocating for literal communism. Government-run grocery stores in the state, in the state of, the city of Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. 
Chicago, Chicago, they'll throw you around. I hate it. Uh, Dominic Izzo is a former cop from the Chicago area who will be joining us this morning. Rants of Izzo over on Twitter. Government-owned grocery stores. Why is the government of Chicago looking at running their own grocery stores there? We'll talk about that with Dominic Izzo this morning, uh, a little bit less than 30 minutes from now. You don't want to miss that. At 8 o'clock this morning, Camelia Peterson is going to join us, and we're going to get to play Make Camelia Blush. That should be fun, right? <laughs> women say that this blank, women say that blank make the best husbands. Can you guess? Women say that make the best kind of husbands. So if you're a, then this is a really, you're a really good husband, apparently. This is according to this very attractive blonde woman on TikTok who went uh, viral for saying this. So men, you're definitely going to want to hang out with us at 8 a.m. when we have the lovely Camelia Peterson joining us to talk about these kinds of men. And I think from a lot of you out there who are watching the show today, a lot of you men out there watching, you probably are in this type. Phenotype, stereotype, geniotype. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist, man. I'm not a freaking biologist. But we'll talk about what kind of man that this woman say the woman says is the best kind of husband. I think you're going to like it. And then uh, what else did I have for Camelia Peterson? I think I sent her some other embarrassing topic. I just don't have it here in front of me. At 835, of course, we'll talk to Colonel Rob Manus about that F-35 stealth fighter jet that disappeared. But first up, let's hit the big news. YouTube has suspended Russell Brand's channels from making money from advertisements for, quote, violating its creator responsibility policy. Hmm, that's interesting. Aww. A creator responsibility. So, so we all apparently, if you're a if you're a streamer on YouTube, you have a responsibility to not be accused by leftists of anything. Because if you're ever accused, well, then you must be guilty. So the video platform says it's taking action to quote protect its users. What the hell are you even talking How about? How dare you! Uh, it comes after the Metropolitan Police in the UK received a report of an alleged sexual assault in 2003, 20 freaking years ago, 20 years ago, uh, apparently, this something occurred. So he's been accused of, you know what, and sexual, you know what, and <laughs> be careful what you say, Austin. you never know who's going to come after you. Uh, apparently, this is what the YouTube spokesperson said. If a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem, we take action. This is what a YouTube spokesperson has said. So if your behavior off of the platform of YouTube is considered to be harm to its ecosystem, the employees, or its users, then that could get you in trouble. It's amazing because... Again, we're, we're talking about accusations here. We're talking about allegations that are made. All Russell Brand is accused of is doing something 20 years ago that at this point in time, no one has any physical evidence for, right? There hasn't, Russell Brand hasn't appeared in court. There hasn't been uh, uh, depositions. There haven't been, um, there hasn't been uh, discovery in this case. Nothing yet. He, he's just accused. I guess what the, the left likes to use these days, and I've actually heard some people on the right using this one, and I would like to ask people 
to back off this phrase. They call it credibly accused. You get me here? Credibly accused. Russell Brand is what they call credibly accused. Well, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's a credible accusation, right? It's a, it's a credible accusation. Every good and great man from he, who, who tries to change things or who goes against the grain from here until the end of time, from now on, until we start to squash these allegations, until we start to, to push back against the postmodern Marxist feminist agenda, every great and good man who tries to do anything good is going to be accused of this from here on out. This is the Democrat playbook, and they're going to continue to play it. Now, here's the thing. Maybe Russell Brand is guilty. We don't know. That's what a court of law and a jury of his peers would find out. But we should we should immediately think perhaps he's innocent before we think before we rush to judgment that he's guilty. And certainly you wouldn't destroy someone's livelihood immediately. And for what? For for an accusation made 20 years ago? Again, they did this to Justice Kavanaugh. They did this to Donald Trump. They're doing this to Russell Brand. They did this to me when I was running for office uh, six or seven years ago. They did it while I was running for office in Missouri. The funny thing was about the allegations that were coming at me when I ran for Senate, of course, they always mysteriously disappear when you're no longer a threat, is that at once I was simultaneously, because I wasn't married yet at that time, I was simultaneously accused of being gay and of being a womanizer, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> So you're either a super uber homosexual or uh, but you're also a serial womanizer and abuser. It was it was just absolutely hilarious. And that's what you should expect. And if you wonder why more good people don't get involved in politics or the media who are trying to change things for the better, this is a good example. Why? Why would any good person want to get involved in this mess and set and put their lives or their family on the line to take a risk to do something like this when you know that as soon as you start to become a threat to people in power, the knife will come up to your throat. And it not just your throat, but everyone in your fa family's throat. How many times was Donald Trump Jr. called in uh, and deposed for Donald Trump's impeachment hearings, right? How many times has Hunter Biden been called in? I think it's time for us to see Hunter Biden show up to some of these impeachment hearings. As a matter of fact, which I'm really looking forward to seeing what the GOP does. And I know many of you are blackpilled and you're going to say, oh, the GOP, they're not going to do anything about the Hunter Biden stuff. And they're not going to go after Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the, the speechman thing. They're all weenies. OK, fine. You're blackpilled. That's fine. I get it. I'm not. I'm very much a white pill man. I would like to see what the Republicans are going to do with this. I'd like to see Hunter Biden get called in. I'd like to see a subpoena for Hunter Biden. How about that? Would you like to see Hunter Biden show up in Congress and have to testify? You know, all cracked out, which by the way, hilarious meme that somebody shared yesterday where they're like, we found the F-35 and it showed Hunt, it was Hunter Biden smoking crack in, in the jet. That's how it got lost, apparently. I don't know if he would be able to get that thing off the ground, but apparently those things drive itself. But we'll find out today when Colonel Rob Manus joins us this morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. I love seeing 1,400 people joining us live this morning. It's a whole different world. Rumble is just changing our lives. Me and my wife, Stephanie, started this as a small business. I left my job in radio, started a podcast, thinking that this might be my opportunity to spread the ideas that I really love, where I'm uninhibited, I can say what I want, I don't have to worry about 
the FCC cracking down if I want to say an F word or a you know S word every once in a while on the show, which I try not to do. It's a morning show and I try and make it as family friendly as possible. But every once in a while, it gets PG-13 here on the Wake Up America show. And it's my show and I want to do it that way. But I'm glad that I have this platform on Rumble to be able to have an audience like this to talk about the issues that I care about economic freedom and personal liberty. Are those things that you care about? Do you love America? Do you love the Constitution? Do you love American freedom? That's what I'm all about, too. So click that like button and subscribe to the channel so that you can get updates when we go live. The Wake Up America show is a great way to start your day Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time so you can find out what's going on in the world and stay informed. It's a great way to hear all the political news, gossip, and great guests and great content Best way to start your day uh, outside of a cup of our delicious Founding Flavors coffee, coffee at ap4libertyshop.com. Some of you might be wondering, where did you get that amazing hat that says, call the cops, I don't give a you-know-what? Uh, well, you can get that at ap4libertyshop.com. That's our second venture that my lovely wife and I run over at ap4libertyshop.com. From my famous quote with Shannon Watts, do you guys know Moms Demand Action? Shannon Watts, she's most probably blocked most of you on x.com anyway, but one day, Shannon Watts tried to call the FBI on me because I was saying, how many people have to die before I surrender my rights? And I was like, all of them. Because <laughs> I would if you try to take my rights. You know? So she's so she tagged the FBI on then Twitter. She is like, FBI. She like tagged him like I was like making a threat or something like that. This is defense, you know, self-defense. You're coming after me. You're coming for my rights. Like that's called self-defense. Anyway, she tagged the FBI. And I re responded to her with, with just call the cops, ID, I don't give a, you know what, but it says IDGAF. So get your awesome, call the cops, IDGAF. And for all the wine moms who are trying to take your guns, uh, whatever they try and, um, you know, take away your freedoms, you can wear your hat that says call the cops, I don't give a, give a, anyway. So thanks so much for tuning into the show. We're glad to have you here. You can also send us a text and let us know what's on your mind. What are you thinking about? What are some stories that you think we may have missed? You can text the show at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. One listener sent in an actual little technical note for me, uh, and they sent that in just yesterday in the afternoon. And you know what? I should have read that. But sometimes I do need technical notes. They said that when the volume was too loud for Javier Malay's voice when I was doing the subtitles for him and you're right, I should have done that, but I didn't understand. He said, I can understand Spanish, okay, but it's your voice speaking at the same time. I couldn't understand anything. I was so disappointed. Boo, oh no, God, sorry. God! My no, bad. God, please! It probably made about as much sense when he was listening to it as this. 19 years old, sitting there. No, wait, wrong president America's Biden America's a nation quote. that can there be defined go. in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, put, excuse me. So, so let us know what's on your mind or not on your mind in the president's sense, you can send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, 573-319-1586. Let us know what's going on in your world. And if you think there's a story that we might be missing, or even if there's a technical note, just let us know uh, what's happening because I don't have a crew. It's me and my lovely wife, and she's at home doing therapy for clients. And I am here running the show all by myself in this lonely studio. Okay, the news, the news, the news. Russell Brand, will uh, put a bow on that one and just say that apparently he's guilty until proven innocent in the eyes of YouTube. So 
All the more reason to spend more time at rumble.com. Can I get an amen? Let's give it up for rumble.com this morning. Click like for rumble and subscribe to the channel so you can get updates whenever we go live. All right. The next story is real brief. This is gossip, but I just thought it was interesting. Apparently, Lauren Bubert breaks up with her Democrat bar owner who groped her during the Beetlejuice date, you know, Lauren Bobert. She says that she's parted ways with the man who was seen groping her during a frisky date at the Colorado Theater while enjoying a family-friendly performance of the musical Beetlejuice. Now, I know a lot of people online were trying to say, listen, if I can't grab my wife's, you know what, during, or my girl's what, during a, during a performance at the theater, then I don't know what America's for. Okay, God bless you. God bless America. We've all gone to the Five and Dime Theater at your local dog patch Cineplex and you know, had a little feel of our date when we're 19, 20, 25 years old, perhaps. But I think that the real problem here is that it wasn't just that Lauren Boebert was getting handsy in a theater in front of a bunch of people. I think the real problem was just that she was singing out loud, taking pictures with flash photography on her phones during the performance and being loud and disruptive during the thing. I mean, listen, nobody want, nobody really cares if you're going to be doing a bunch of nasty stuff with your boyfriend or whatever. I, I mean, it is a musical theater performance where people are paying $120 to see these tickets and see these uh, these shows versus, you know, your $10 Barbie flick at the local Dogpatch Cineplex. D you know, here's the thing. A lot of people will pay a lot of money to go see those shows. All right. And it's people are like, well, whatever. It's a musical theater anyway. It's totally gay and all this kind of stuff. Dude, this is Western civilization, right? I mean, I, it, what strikes me as hilarious is that the biggest people on the right who claim to love and defend Western civilization, love to denigrate most of like the highest points of the culture of Western civilization. And like musical theater is like an American creation. Like we invented musical theater. Opera is for Europe. Musical theater, Oklahoma, West Side Story, Rent, Beetlejuice the Musical, 1776 the Musical. I mean, what could be more American or Western civilization than 1776 the Musical? Or Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, Apparently, Beetlejuice wasn't the only one who came after three times. Uh, 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 All right, Austin, we're getting into PG-13 territory, but it's a PG-13 story. But apparently, Lauren Boebert broke up with her pro-trans Democrat boyfriend because, well, I think that a lot of the heat that was starting to come down on her, uh, they, she decided that it was time to part ways. That and he ran a apparently a trans-friendly drag show at his bar, which I thought was kind of weird. But uh, Boebert was asked about it in an interview that she did on One American News. We just had Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, announce an impeachment inquiry yesterday. Uh, we're facing a government shutdown and, and trying to fund the federal government. We have a wide-open southern border. We have uh, Zelensky threatening to send uh, refugees here. And what's the top story? Lauren Boebert getting kicked out of the Buell Theater. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado. What, what do you think they've got the media does? Chiron? So yes, what, what, what went down? Do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, um, I was a and, and then what, of course, there's one, even One American News, which, you know, is hard right, hard right news there. One American News, th this is called a Chiron, by the way, or some people, you call it a lower third. We can see the title. Even One American News, they don't have Zelensky up there. They don't have the, uh, um, they don't have, <laughs> what's uh, the other story she was saying there? They don't have uh, 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 the the impeachment stuff up there on the lower third, aka a Chiron down there. What do they got? Lauren Boebert kicked out of the theater because that's the news, baby girl. A little too uh, eccentric. I I am I'm very known it's for so having uh, a animated personality. Girl, you are <laughs> you animated. You are very animated. That's for sure. 
Now, listen, again, nobody wants to try and take away your American freedom to go and get felt the feel up your girlfriend at the local dog patch Cineplex 8, right? If you want to go pay $10 to see the Barbie movie and get fun with your friends, try not to do it in front of kids if you can. That would be nice, obviously, if we could practice what we preach on that. But when you go and you see something on the American stage and you're taking, like, one thing, uh, let's put the groping aside. You're taking photographs with flash photography. It's distracting to the actors. Right. If, if, if you're vaping and you're and you're singing along, that's to me the worst crime is you're singing along to the show while you're there. Like, girl, I did not pay one hundred twenty dollars for me to go take my date so I could go and listen to you sing. All right. I want to hear somebody going to actually sing. I don't know. Am I wrong or am I right? Oh, so some people disagree with me out there. OK, fine. Go ahead and just do whatever the hell you want out there in public just to make out, you know, full blown estrus in public, I guess we're we're not going to practice what we preach anymore. Let us know what you think about this situation at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the Wake Up America show anytime with your thoughts on the news today. You can love me. You can hate me. I'll read your hate messages as well. Again, at 573-319-1586 is the text line. We'd love to hear from you. 1,600 people watching us live right now. It's just insane. Just insane. One month ago, my wife and I are sitting there thinking to ourselves, oh, God, how are we going to pay our health insurance bills? <laughs> uh, and uh, if we continue to get these kinds of numbers, I think we're going to be OK and we'll be able to have a little extra money left over to continue to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty, which is what we're all about. Glad to have you here. Grover Bentley, Studio 314, Quest Fanning, Ani T, uh, <laughs> glad to have you. Rare Camellia, Cheeky Mare is here. Salty says, glad to have you here. Um, a, a, the eight, two, three is here with us as well. Brindle bear, Clementine, Vortexis, and the lovely Joni Rankin and Corey and Callie. We appreciate you very much. Good morning. Good morning. And don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on Javier Malay. I'm not gonna, I don't think I have to, um, uh, is this uh, so, all right. So here's the thing. So should I just, should I just lower this, the volume on this anyways? So Javier Malay was asked about death and God and happiness. And I think that he probably is a, pre he's a presidential candidate in Argentina, maybe the most libertarian candidate who's ever run for president sounds myself. Um, but he's asked this question about whether or not he's happy and whether or not he thinks he'll meet God when he dies. I think his answer was beautiful. This is subtitled. I will read it out loud and I will lower the volume so that I hopefully will, for our Spanish speakers, you'll be able to understand what's happening on. This is the uh, speaker who was asking this question. Nobody knows what there is after, but what do you think? Do you think that there is something? He asked Javier Malay. Do you fear death or not? Javier says, no. No, I do not fear death. When you act and live in accordance to your conscience, you are not afraid of it. Because do you know what the definition is? I mean, my personal definition? When you were at that last moment, oh shoot, you know what? I'm not even, there you go. Sorry, guys. Let's say after you have changed, here we go, hold on one second, I'll go back a bit. When you were at that last moment, I mean, in the exact moment before the big guy, let's say after you have changed, do you know what happens? Your life is going to pass you by, and do you know what your hell is? that you won't be able to change it. So if you didn't live accordingly to what you truly feel, you're going to start to despair. 
You're not going to be able to change it anymore. You left. It's over. That's hell. I mean, like Borges used to say, I committed the worst of sins. I wasn't happy. Well, it's that exactly. He's asked, are you in a moment of happiness? Do you like what you do? Javier says, look, I, I have a screensaver that says, TJIE, the joy is endless. TJI, what is that? What is that? Tell me. He says, live always according to what? Look, tomorrow could be the last day of your life. Live according to that. So what do you do? You arrange your life to do the things that you like. In my case, it's to be with my four-legged children, my dogs, Conan, Milton. Hold on, I gotta get those dog names. His four-legged children. Conan, Milton, I'm guessing that's Milton Friedman, Robert and Lucas to be with Carrie and Aaron, and to do a little bit of economics. And with that, I am truly happy. Do you realize what is the problem politicians have with me? They go crazy for the money. I already found happiness, and I don't need neither the power or the money. So do you see the point where I'm going? That when I go to an election and ask you for your vote, it's not for you to give me power so that I can give it back to you. There it is, Javier Malay. God, I'm loving this guy. Great answers. We got lots more great show to go. Chicago goes communist, but okay. Dominic Izzo, former cop from the Chicago suburbs, is gonna talk about the mayor of Chicago apparently wanting to have government run grocery stores when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Imagine if this was the first time in your life you've ever seen a market fully stocked. The closest time many of you guys can imagine is during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic when shelves became empty and the line... There was a Cuban who went to an American supermarket for the first time. Good morning, I'm Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for tuning into the Wake Up America show. We're glad to have... Such a nice big audience joining us live. Click like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content that you're watching right now. Yeah, a Cuban who went to visit an American grocery store. This is a modern uh, tale. Kind of a spin on the old Boris Yeltsin goes to visit a grocery store. Remember that time when Boris Yeltsin went down to Texas and he was visiting and he said, please uh, stop in the, let me take me to the grocery store. And he went and he saw that they had, you know, the Jello pudding pops there and he was just blown away by the amount of variety. Well, apparently Chicago couldn't have taken a lesson from history. The mayor of Chicago has now announced that they're looking into government-run grocery stores in the state of Chicago. Yes, full-blown Soviet Union, full-blown Cuban communism here in the United States. Joining us now to discuss is the host of the Rants of Izzo show on the Spreely Freedom Hub app, and he is a former cop from the Chicago area. He's joining us live right now, Dominic Izzo. Good morning, Dominic. How are you, sir? How are you? Okay, hope you're not hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. All right, let's hear your thoughts. Socialism what? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Government control what? I, I'm going to present a parallel for a lot of things that people don't don't realize. And here here's the problem, and there's so... Well, there's so few moving components to this, and it's literally black community, uh, crime, and then prosecution and government control. That's all this is. Uh, Chicago, uh, the the 51st state here of the of uh, United States, 
is an island unto itself in Illinois. Illinois, for the most part, 12 million people uh, and 5.8 million people live in the Cook County area. Uh, Cook County is uh, Chicago inside of it, and it, that's what really, I mean, the rest of the state is red, except for Chicago, which runs everything. Here's the problem. You have, a, this is going to be the systemic racism everyone likes to blame police on. End of story. We have a socialist mayor. He's self-admitted socialist. He, he is. He's going to sit there and present at this package of uh, uh, government or city or people-run grocery stores as a great thing. Job opportunities, community development, all this. It's, it's going to sound so noble and awesome. Uh, we just lost four, four Walmarts, and we lost four Walmarts because the Walmarts couldn't stay in business because of the amount of theft by the black community that goes in there. And I don't care who says that sounds racist. It's The numbers are there. They're being driven out. They're, uh, the, the criminal element is not being prosecuted, and it's cyclical. This is what I want to talk to people about, uh, about how they're, they're playing this game. When I ran for sheriff in 2018 out here in Cook County, there was a problem that so many who worked in Cook County in the, in the government brought to my attention that I was blown away with that I saw that proved that crime in Chicago is, is, is synergistic and is kept on purpose. We, before our current sheriff, Tom Dark, before he got elected, we had uh, uh, um, Pat Quinn, who was in office for the governor. Pat Quinn took over for Rod Blagojevich before Blagojevich went to prison. And Pat Quinn did not win re-election. He lost to, to a Republican, uh, uh, Rauner. And when Quinn's office was emptied out, all of those Democrats, because the city has run Democratic for over 100 years, needed jobs. Uh, it's it's on their website, the, the Cook County's website, the, the list of jobs are there. Before Quinn's uh, uh, exit from office in Springfield, the Cook County Sheriff's Department had three directors. Now, Cook County Jail, it's not a prison, it's a jail, it's a holding facility for people who wind up uh, waiting trial, transfers, a bunch of different stuff. It's not a correctional facility. I'm going to say that again. It's not a correctional facility, meaning... Austin uh, smokes a big fat bag of crack, goes and drives a car, does a drive-by. Austin gets arrested. Hey, it's your liberty, man. You can do whatever you want. America, you're going to be sitting in jail waiting for your court date. You're still innocent until you're proven guilty. Innocent people do not need rehabilitation. Correction centers, that's what that's for. Jails are not. Anyways, I digress. After Quinn lost uh, his reelection, over time, people started to fill uh, in Cook County for these jobs that came out of nowhere. Cook County Sheriff's Department went from three directors, director of the jail, director of the courts, director of the streets, because those are the three divisions that the sheriff serves, to over 300 positions of directors, all the way from the director of yoga, director of acupuncture, director of lobbies, $110,000, a year jobs were created out of nowhere. Now, people are going to say, well, that's great. What was that mean? That means you need money coming in to pay for those jobs. The Cook County uh, uh, Jail is, is the second largest, second largest county in the nation, one of the largest jails out there. It houses 10,000 people, and an average has about 9,000. This is where you keep bodies in the jail to keep those people who have a uh, uh, you know, like if you're if you're a toothpaste manufacturer, it's uh, uh, Peterson's Pearls, right? And shine your teeth with like pearls. And you're like, man, I want to go contract out to a jail. Who's going to buy all of my uh, my product? 
Do you want to go to Smithtown, USA, where their jail holds 100 people? Or do you want the contract at Cook County Jail where, man, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to sell about 50 million tubes a year of this, the mini tubes of this stuff. Figure for, for uniforms, for beds, for bed sheets. You name a, a product that would go into a place that would house a person from food to, to clothing to, to, you name it, you have to have bodies stay in those jails the, it, prior to their, uh, their, 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 their court date. What they did was then is they started creating programs, right? Well, clearly, we have a we have a problem in the black community that uh, it needs to be solved. Let's create more programs. Let's create um whatever uh, shoplifters anonymous. All right. Well, Austin, we're going to give you that job. We're going to pay you one hundred thousand dollars a year to do this. Well, okay. Well, how are you going to justify Austin's salary if all of a sudden the shoplifting problem is solved by bringing back uh, co-parenting in the household, correcting the education system and CPS that's fixed, all this stuff? Well, crap. We have to we have to sit there and police harder on laws that are absolutely ridiculous to throw people in jail to force them in front of a judge so the judge will say hey all right mini austin you have to go to this this program for the next 60 days you're going to be there slams the gavel there's another person in that system it is insane there yeah, is systemic racism. It makes no sense, but it just, it, the thing is, it makes perfect sense if you understand that the point is to keep people incarcerated in order for there to be more profit. But I want to focus here specifically on the, the problem of crime itself that's, the, that's driving people to shut down these grocery stores in this area. Because here's what I'm, I'm reading from this article from the National Review. It says that Chicago's city-run grocery stores would probably have the same service, efficiency, and quality that Chicago residents have come to expect from the local government. The city is ranked 149th in financial stability, 67th in its education system, 71st in its healthcare system, 80th in public safety, 129th in the quality of its economy or credit where it's due, 37th in its infrastructure and pollution out of 149 cities it's ranked 149th in terms of financial stability it's a crap show out there dominic and now the government wants to start running grocery stores they'll probably be about as efficiently run as everything else that's there but i mean you know they're they're on the other hand they say oh well there's food deserts people have to go and they have to drive out to the suburbs or wherever it is that you, that you live in order to be able to get access to food I, I sincerely feel bad for these people, Dominic, but the answer can't be government-run grocery stores. No, it, it, I, I don't feel bad to a degree because I'm tired of feeling bad, and it sounds really crappy. Um, I live 20 minutes outside the city. I was actually in the city on Sunday for the first time in about two years. I hate going down there. It's filthy. It's dirty. If you drive through the neighborhoods of what they're talking about, uh, uh, it, they're, they're, it's third world, and it does suck. Anybody who comes into Chicago, they go to Michigan Avenue, State Street. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, they got people power washing. The sidewalks are so beautiful. You go five minutes south with no traffic or west, it, it's garbage. It's horrible. It does not make sense to put a grocery store in a community where you've broken that community with no education. Uh, in 2016, I think the, the it was a 72%, or excuse me, I'm sorry, 67% black male graduation rate from high school so now you have uneducated kids on the street and it's 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 literally the foundation of everything so language is, is horrible comprehension skills are horrible introduce drugs and guns you're going to get all this all this issue 
how are you going to keep a state-funded business in check when you're not prosecuting crimes? You've elevated the status of retail theft from $150 to $1,000. Your law enforcement, I'm look, I'm a retired cop, Chicago PD, there are some of the worst friggin' officers on the planet in Chicago PD because they're not get funded, they're not educated, they can't do their job, they're a bunch of cowboys, they're, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And now you have the work ethic. I don't know about you, but have you seen what the last three years in America has done to work ethic? When's the last time you walked into a store? I, I know we're not that old, but you've gotten a, hey, sir, welcome, how are you? It's it, it, the, the, it's, it's the personal level, the people who actually don't show up to their jobs so oh, yeah, you, customer I, service has fallen off a cliff. And I, you know, not just restaurants, but airlines, you know, that have been, have taken a dive. But a lot of these companies have been looking for an opportunity to make cutbacks too on a lot of these services. Hotel rooms, for example, you know, they don't, you know, they don't clean the uh, mattresses and things like that, depending on which hotels you're going at. Room service, like, and like uh, customer service, has just completely disintegrated. But if you have a government-run grocery store, there's literally no incentive for anyone to take care of it or for it to do well or for it to make a profit at all or for it to keep clean. I would not eat food from a government-run grocery store because I would be afraid of what those employees were doing it with doing with it in the back. Would you? I wonder how those, wonder how those food vendors are going to get paid because not, I, I know like in the liquor industry, you pay a month after uh, your your delivery. So you get you get booze delivered, the, the profits from that pay for the tap. I don't know if it's the same with the food industry, but what vendor in their right mind is going to be like, yeah, we're shipping you our monthly a cottage cheese, and you know it's not going to get stole or sold, and it's going to get stolen. I, I'm, I'm so tired of, unless we start talking about the cultural issue, the young, and this is my words, these are not your words. You know, we didn't, we never talked about this beforehand. The young urban, uneducated, fatherless, criminal black element in Chicago, it's insane. They're broken. They do, they're destroying everything, but you're going to put up beautiful buildings and offer um, jobs and food all in the name of cultural diversity. This mayor, I'm glad he's in office. I really am because we're going to see a, an increasing decline of what people think is a gorgeous city. Uh, I'm armed and completely just Come to my neighborhood. I live in, and I say this all the time, I live in Tammy Duckworth's uh, neighborhood. I don't agree with her policies, but I agree with the fact that, you know what, if something happens, the police are going to be here first. You know, I live with a couple of the cops in my area. We're all good. Come it's to our like calls. If you live in San Francisco, you want to live next door to Nancy Pelosi because right. you know that the police are actually going to show up to that part if there's a crime. Um, let us uh, let me reset real quick. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're grateful and glad to have you here. If you're wondering who that handsome guy is that you're looking at over there to my, I guess it's my right on the screen, but really to my left, yeah, that's Dominic Izzo. He's the, excuse me, he's the host of the Rants of Izzo show on the Freedom Hub app, and he is a former cop from the Chicago suburbs. He's joining us right now. We're talking a little bit about the mayor of Chicago proposing government-run grocery stores. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now. A lot of times people who come in and watch the Wake Up America show in the mornings you're really busy, you got kids to get ready or what have, what have you, but maybe you like the content and you think, oh, I'll just go back and check out his show tomorrow. But if you forget to subscribe, you may forget, hey, that's the AP for Liberty Wake Up America show. So make sure that you click that subscribe button before you leave so that we can make sure we see you tomorrow because we're every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. 
hey, this is just kind of a one-off, Dominic, but what was your take on the whole Lauren Boebert thing? I couldn't care less. Oh, please. You lie, you lie, you lie. No, I was more aroused than anything because she's friggin' hot. So you, you do who care. Was, so you do care. Oh, as far as like, so there, who was the, the Democrat uh, representative who had some adult uh, content leaked and everybody's oh, that was That was, now she was actually doing like cam girl stuff and she's right? still running. She's still running. Dude, it makes Bobert worse to a degree. up. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? This is this is this is to be expected. This is our generation, right? We have we have AOC. We have mostly they're on the left. You know, a Fetterman who has zero uh, pride in himself to to wear a suit and tie in office. Bobert is actually just lockstepping with everybody else who does not take uh, a government seriously anymore. And to be honest, a little bit. I blame Trump for this. And and the reason why I blame Trump is when Trump ran, well, he did and I'm guilty. This I'm falling in this category of guilt. So many people like me said, well, if he could run for office, I can run for office. And we did. Now you get a certain level of people who are only in it for celebrity status. Like if you notice, uh, I, I'm so critical of law enforcement because we don't have cops anymore. We have Instagram models who pretend they want to be the police. That's all we have out there. It's the same thing in government. There are some what, hot lady what, cops out there posting on Instagram. But what what does and I, I know nothing about Bobert's policy. I don't follow her, but people like her and and uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they uh, I'm sure they're doing their job somehow. But I'm so tired of it just being a social media fest. It is a nonstop click fest. And if you it's notice, it's never going to change. It's never no, going to change. It's too much of an incentive. Yeah, this is coming from a guy who was super pro Trump, Mr. QAnon. And now, Dominic Izzo, you have taken a hard turn on that stuff. It's, it's exciting to see. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. Don't you yeah. agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which just says, and, and I'm torn, right? Because I'm looking at all the candidates. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, there's, there's so many people who. Uh, I still, I don't know where I'm at. I have no idea who I'd vote for. So what um, if it's, okay. So what do you think of Vivek Ramaswamy? I think he's saying uh, he is tugging on my heart for everything I want to hear. Thank but, you. Yes. I supported Obama because of the same thing. Oh no. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't vote for him. No, didn't vote for him in 2008. Please, no, Dude, no, you could call me no, a car. My mouth is being run by people. Oh who supported Obama, went QAnon, pro-Trump, called some mega communists now. I just can't, I just can't with these people. Dominic, one last question here for you uh, before I let you go on on the uh, Russell Brand story. Have you been tuning into what's happening? Russell Brand Uh, actually got demonetized on YouTube, as announced this morning, for creating an unsafe environment. He was, I guess they consider to be what they call Incredibly accused of assault from literally 20 years ago, 2023. Now it was 2003 accused of assault from the year 2003. He's now demonetized on YouTube persona non grata. You think it's a, a planned hit job? Uh, I, I, you're not going to like this one. Um, I think this is, this is more, more example of how women are more powerful than men. Every week or twice on Sunday. Uh, how many Christine Blasey Fords do we need out there? How many Tawana Brawleys? Uh, I'm so sick of this garbage. It is the easiest thing in the world for a woman to do to throw a slow and sling an acquisition at a man, and all of a sudden he's instantly guilty. 
Um, no, I don't believe I a agree. damn thing. Uh, I agree I'm tired with you of- on that. I think the Me Too movement went too far. There certainly there there's the Harvey Weinstein's, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein's and the Pervos in government and in media. They absolutely deserve the comeuppance that they got. But I think what we've done is we've empowered not women, but postmodern feminists who hate men, who despise us, who want to use political gain political power against us for their own agenda. We've empowered them to make these false accusations because we've elevated the cult of victimhood. And if you're a victim, then you get credit, right? So if we're all competing in the victimhood Olympics, a a rape victim and assault victim, they get points, right? Just like, you know, if you're a a wine mom who converts your kid, your your boy plays with your your sister's his sister's Barbie doll for five seconds, you suddenly see an opportunity, an opening to become like the most cherished member of the wine club with uh, you know in Catalina. So it's it, the, becoming a victim it has got so much status that people are incentivized to do these things or make these accusations, especially when you're somebody in Russell Brand's position, don't you think? Oh, it's what's that saying? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I, I 100% believe that 99% of these accusations, which take away the power of the 1%, are women who absolutely went after men of power because they love that. And then when the man of power didn't give them the attention they thought, all of a sudden it's, hey, we did what he did. Uh, he hasn't called me in six years. I'm going to ruin his life and get attention. It's yep. it's women yep. holding grudges. That's all this crap is. Yeah, no, I agree. Dominic Izzo, host of the Rancid Izzo Show. Dominic, anything else you want to share with our listeners or plug before we let you go, my friend? Absolutely. Every single one of your listeners should be sharing like wildfire the Wake Up America show here with Austin Peterson. If you don't, you're not only a communist, you're a heathen who deserves to suffer in the fires of hell even if you don't believe in god which i do wake up america every morning monday through friday watch it or you know what go over to ukraine you commie nazi (laughs) he's dominic Izzo. thanks so much for your time uh dominic and for getting up so early brother we appreciate your time today see you later Thank you. That's Dominic Izzo. You can uh, follow him at x.com at rants of Izzo. Let's give it up for Dominic Izzo. Appreciate you. Thanks, Dom. You rock. All right. Um, so hit me with your best shot. Uh, why don't you hit me with your best shot? Click that like button. And if you like the content that you're hearing this morning, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. It's so awesome to see all the hundreds and hundreds of people who are watching the Wake Up America show. And we are grateful to rumble. Rumble is literally changing our lives. Me and my wife, Stephanie, started this Wake Up America show just a little over a year ago, a year and two weeks. We started the Wake Up America show alongside our APforLibertyShop.com website where we sell awesome merch like the hat that you see me wearing right now Call the cops. I don't give a you know what, uh, as well as delicious coffee from our founding flavors coffee shop. If you go to APforLibertyShop.com, you can usually, if it's your first time visiting the website, you'll see a pop-up come up. Don't close it because that'll give you a 15% discount off your first order over at APforLibertyShop.com. We've got a lot of great things like this, our awesome hats, um, mugs. It's not all just Wake Up America Show merchandise. We've also got, you know, don't tread on me, um, um, phone cases, and just spend some time over at the shop and get familiar with some of the products that we have over there and get an idea for what you'd like to put on your Christmas list. You can go to APforLibertyShop.com. You know, it's been very exciting to see all of the, support that's been coming in from the rumble community uh and my wife and i who started this business again a a year and two weeks ago are are eternally grateful for all of the support that we we've received from the community just a year ago i was streaming in the morning getting up at 4 30 a.m to get in here to stream to 20 or 30 people which i appreciate 
of course, and those people who have been the core backbone of the show, I, I am so grateful to you. Um, but it's also really nice to see that we have about a thousand people watching us live as well. So thank you to Rubble for that. And to Scott Fawn for helping to, uh, for donating this studio space so that we can use this in the morning. We're super grateful for that as well. So click like and subscribe. And don't forget, you can also text the show and let us know what's on your mind. 573-319-1586 is the text line. Again, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. You can text us, let us know what's on your mind. Uh, if you think that there's a story that we're missing, sometimes there's technical challenges and say, hey, Austin, this mic sucks or whatever is going on. You can text us at 573-319-1586. Our friend over on the live stream, Midwest Gunner, says you can make a great case for Vivek. Yeah, I agree. And I know a lot of people say, well, we don't know what he'll do until he's in office. Well, that was kind of the same thing that we saw with Donald Trump. We didn't know what Donald Trump was going to be until he got elected. I said a lot of not nice things about Donald Trump in 2016. I literally ran for president against him, as well as Hillary Clinton, of course. Um, I saw them very much as two wings of the same bird. But over the course of Donald Trump's administration as a businessman, I think he showed the American people what he was made of. And I didn't agree with a lot of the things that he did. I didn't agree with his tariffs. I didn't agree with um, uh, some of his, uh, I didn't agree with his, his Iran blowing up of Soleimani without a proper... Uh, a letter of market reprisal, right? That I didn't agree with some of the things. I didn't agree with the way he handled Anthony Fauci and COVID. But overall, I think that our country was better off under President Trump than Joe Biden. And I think you'd have to be a fool to see that that isn't the case. Uh, thank you to Quantum Kitty for becoming a monthly supporter over there. Thank you. Thank you very much. When you become a monthly supporter over at the rumble.com website or at our wakeupamericashow.com website, you get a 20% discount for the lifetime of your subscription. So I'll send you a message. By the way, I saw your email yesterday, Quantum Kitty. I will be getting to that. Things have gotten a little crazy since things started blowing up the last couple of weeks, but we will get back to you about your advertisement for the show and get that started ASAP. So thank you for becoming a monthly subscriber. You now get 20% over at AP for Liberty Shop. So I'll be sending you, uh, replying to your email about the ad that you want for the show. And I'll also be uh, sending you your 20% discount code for AP for Liberty Shop.com. So for those of you who are interested in buying products from the AP for Liberty shop, if there's a lot of merchandise that you like, especially if you're going to make a big Christmas purchase or a Halloween shirt purchase, we got a lot of awesome Halloween stuff. Um, I ordered a couple of Halloween shirts that are coming in here in a couple of days, and I'm going to be wearing them soon. You guys are going to want them. You're going to be totes jelly. You get a 20% discount at the shop whenever you are a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show. And it can be anywhere. You can be a subscriber to me on Twitter. You can be a subscriber to me on Rumble. You can be a month. The best way to subscribe is typically through the Wake Up America Show website, but however you want to do it, whatever is easiest for you, wakeupamericashow.com slash support, you get that 20% discount. And of course, if you're a 1776 a month supporter through the website, then you get on the Peterson Christmas card list and you get a gift as well. So, all right, all right, it's time for us to make Camellia blush. Young people are increasingly celibate with men driving the numbers. Slightly over a quarter of young men seem kind of high. Young men, 28%. No sex for me, please. We're American, apparently. That plus, if you're this type of a man, then apparently you are the most dateable. What type of man is it? You'll have to stick around to find out with Camelia Peterson on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Don't leave. Do y'all be finding these men that are obsessed with you, good fathers, can take care of you, 
spoil you? They're nerds. They're nerds. You go for the nerd. It honestly blows my mind how we have this like entire trope in American literature and movies and TV shows about the nerdy girl who gets the glow up when she grows up and she was this unsuspecting girl next door, always knows in a book, loved fantasy series and movies girl who then becomes super hot and amazing. But we don't say that for men. I want you to hear me loud and clear when I say this, so listen up. If he owns a lightsaber, green flag. If he has purchased a wand from the wizarding world of Harry Potter, greenest possible flag. If he has an unhealthy obsession with Ahsoka Tano, you better run to the altar. Bonus points if he's obsessed with Monopoly because those little underestimated nerd boys grow up to be men who see what's in here. There you go, nerds. That's it, man. That's your opportunity. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. Glad to have you here. Joining us now, the biggest nerd in Missouri, who I guess has had a little bit of a glow up in recent years, from Mennonite to mm -mm, <laughs> good. Camelia Peterson <laughs> joining us now on the Wake Up America show. Good morning, CJ. Good morning. Um, and just, you know, real quick side note, this is in honor of, you know, Missouri politics never being dull and that one of our gubernatorial candidates got banned on twitter last night for you know how that is austin for uh using a flamethrower to uh to ceremonially well to, to supposedly light books on fire uh cardboard boxes but anyway he is back um, and i kind of have by the way i have a suggestion for elon musk because the suspension thing is still kind of a deal sometimes on twitter and obviously you know it's not a real person determining that every time but shouldn't there be some sort of accountability for people who do mass reporting that gets rejected, that gets overturned, right? Yes, just you know? like false so like, accusers. Like if Russell yes. Brand's accusers turn out to be fake, then they should get the punishment Absolutely. that they would. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there should there should be like a, a so many strikes or something where if you're just reporting something and it's like not a big deal and you're just doing it to be a pain, like there should be some kind of punishment for that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And they're going to say, oh, that'll disincentivize people from reporting because what if they can't prove it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you better be able to prove it if you're going to make an accusation. You better have Agreed. done your homework. That's how it ought to be. All right. Well, Camelia, I want to talk to you about nerds because soon we're, we're going to transition from this to talk about the sexless American male, and we'll get there in just a few minutes. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about this video that's going viral. This young lady, Isabel Brown, she's obviously a gorgeous young blonde woman. She's got the cross on her neck. So, I mean, I, listen, I highly <laughs> doubt that she's going looking for some greasy, you know, pizza face Star Wars nerd at a Comic-Con. She says this and she gets a lot of uh, attention from uh, from TikTok because there's a lot of horny nerds out there who just wish, desire that they could get a woman like Isabel Brown. But we all know that the reality is that without looks maxing, these men aren't going to be able to get a woman like that. You're going to have to go to the gym. You're going to have to make a lot of money. But they should want looks nerds. Maxing. Should, <laughs> looks maxing. Yes. Making yourself as hot as possible. As a man. It's an incel term. Um, but Camelia. Women should want nerds. You want nerds, don't you? You're a nerd lover. Uh, I do like nerds. They're some of my favorite people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of like, you know, a potential partner, I mean, if that man loves Monopoly and is into vocab, vocab words, I mean, you know, you're going to bake him a pie, aren't you? Uh, I will bake him a pie. <laughs> we are not going to discuss what kind of pie. Uh, but anyway, 
No, you know, for real, you know, quite a, uh, several years ago, it seemed like it came up and went around the term sapiosexual, and some people are like, oh, you know, that that there's no such thing. And I'm like, yeah, there's kind of such a thing. <laughs> no, for sure. But but it was like for a little while, like on Tinder profiles and stuff, back when I was in single, it was like every other profile a woman says, I'm sapiosexual. But I don't really think most women are sapiosexual because women there's what women say they want, and then there's what women actually want. Women might sure. say that they want nerds or a geek, but they're not going to Comic-Cons to go and get wifed up, are they? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. That's debatable. Probably not. But I would say also that it's not um, it's not all women want, but I think that it can be part of what women want. I mean, you know, men are not these two-dimensional beings that, you know, they're, they're complex creatures, just like the, just like the rest of us. <laughs> But, but she is talking, I mean, why do you think something like this went viral, Camelia? Uh, well, I think it went viral because it really appeals to a very large, you know, segment of the male population. And, you know, it, it's, it's validating, it kind of confirms your internal biases. And, you know, it's just <clears throat> makes the guys feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so let's say you walk into a guy's room that, that everything's been going really well. It, he invites you in for a cup of Founding Flavors coffee at 9 p.m. at night and a slice of pie, and you're really feeling it. And then you walk into his living room, and he has glass cases with Star Wars figurines behind the cases. He's got Gundams. <laughs> he's got anime characters. He's got like the little, you know, Sailor Moon, you know, the little anime characters and stuff like that, all behind glass cases and then lining like crown molding around his. He's got the wrestling action figures and he's got all taken care of in these nice little boxes. What do you say? Uh, I... Well, I'm just going to say, see, if there's... Check, please. Check, please. Hold on, she says, hold on. please, get me the hell out of here. No, if there, if there is that much, then I'm like, I, I'm questioning some things. Maybe at like my point in life, it's, if I'm younger, you know, maybe okay. But, um, you know, because I do kind of believe in balance in all things. And I mean, if there's a whole... I don't know. The anime is one thing. And I know a lot of great guys who are really into anime. And I, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. I think it's like a little odd when it goes too far and the whole sailor moon. I mean, like, you know, I don't know. There, there are lines people. <laughs> All right. Well, things have changed in the dating scene these days and Camelia is still very single gentlemen. Nudge, <laughs> nudge, wink, wink. If you've got a lightsaber, then she's for you. You can text the show at five, seven, three. What color is your lightsaber? Five, seven, three, three, one, nine, one, five, eight, six. Have you got a Darth Vader long and red or a little Yoda green one? You can text again and let us know what you think about the news of the day. If you have a question for CJ or for any of our guests at 573-319-1586, that's 573-319-1586. Young people are increasingly celibate with men driving the numbers. Listen to this. So slightly over a quarter of young men between the ages of 18 and 30 are celibate shares of young share of young men between 18 to 30 reporting no sex in the past year from 1989 to 2018 uh, the other highest that it got was to around 18 percent for men in around 1998 but celibacy for young men seems to be doing the hockey stick cj what's your take on this 
So when I looked at this graph, and um, <clears throat> I know the viewers can't see it right now, but the spike started happening in 2008. So I was like, what happened in 2008? So I was looking at this and like, there are a few things that happened, you know, Obama became president, uh, you know, the the enormous Hadron Collider was enacted in, you know, Geneva, Switzerland. Um, but maybe more telling was we also had the financial crisis of 2008. So in some ways, maybe it's the economy stupid. Um, we also, but also Pornhub came online in 2007. And there, you know, also, and the other significant thing is the iPhone. So the iPhone was also 2007. The App Store was 2008. Um, so I think it's a, <clears throat> I think it is a perfect storm of a lot of different things that have led to this. And I think all of those, maybe not the Hadron Collider, you know, or Obama, but uh, I think all of those other <laughs> things. Boner <laughs> <Duke> killer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Duke, right? uh, okay. They, I think so, they, they all uh, do contribute. You, you kind of emphasized that uh, the creation of the debut of Pornhub. Uh, why? Well, I think, you know, that along with, you know, uh, social media and we have a computer in our pocket everywhere we go and we've made it just a lot easier to be reclusive. And the guys who are um, maybe less comfortable with going out and approaching women, maybe they're more introverted, whatever, you know, it's easier to sit at home and get that gratification on a little screen. Yeah, but I mean, there's also there's kind of less incentive, I think, for a lot of young men to go out, not just because of the fact that there's that availability, because, you know, those that that kind of access to uh, images uh, and videos were available, uh, you know, in the 1990s. Sure. Right? So, but but, you know, it, it has definitely become a lot easier. I, I will say this, that, uh, you know, from my years of experience in the dating pool until um you know, I decided to settle down and, and tie the knot and engage in monogamous relationship. I will say that I could I, I felt the experience of the transition of change when we went from, the, you know, everybody met in person. There was there was um, when online dating was in its infancy, it was uh, sort of a taboo, you might say. It, it, to right. some extent people made fun of it yeah people made fun of it and then all yeah. of a sudden it sort of transitioned from people made fun of it to now everybody does it right, right? there's there as a matter of fact it's it's almost it's i mean i would say it went from taboo mm -hmm. to like the, the thing but i mean it's like do people even go out to try and meet people in person or like make approaches i mean do people do, um, my question for you is like do people like make passes at you in public uh, uh, like as much as they perhaps used to. I mean, I know that you were married for it for a brief period, but I mean, you I was went married from, for a long uh, period. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the, you know, how how long were you single before you got married? What what? How old were you when you got married? Uh, I was uh, early twenties. Twenty. You're asking me to think back a while. Twenty three, yeah. maybe. Twenty three. Yeah. Okay, so 22. you so you probably didn't date a whole lot before you got married. Maybe an earlier than that. Um. Uh, right. I would say no, no, not a lot. Some, not I mean, a lot. I mean, I mean, unbelievable. Like night and day, the ch the changes in you know the dating culture between then twenty three to today. Right. I mean, you know, we're not you and I aren't that far apart in age. And I can tell you that I was though all those years that you were married, I was single, and I got to see that transition. And it's, I think it's toxic is the word for it because. 
it, when you gamify something like like relationships, interpersonal relationships, and, and when you realize that, Camelia, most men throughout history are quote unquote incels. Most men have not reproduced throughout history. Most men have right. have had a dead genetic line because most of us aren't seen as fit enough to be able to carry on our genetic line because women are the ones ultimately who choose, right? It's women's decision of who they decide to mate with, right? Other sure. than forceful interactions, which I would say is probably not the majority of them. Right. Right. So therefore, in this situation where we've now gamified dating in, into these apps, it's now harder than ever for a man to get ahead because if men were disposable before, I mean, it's like we went from men being plastic straws to men are now paper straws. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, and I think we've talked before about how that the dating apps also set up really unrealistic expectations for women and that, you know, a lot of women, a lot of women, I think, use dating apps as a form of validation. They're not always actually looking for somebody to go out with or whatever. They just, they want somebody to want them. And so that in itself is a reward in using a dating app. <clears throat> and I think probably also along with that power of being able to reject, um, you know, without having to be face to face with somebody because, you know, not, <laughs> not as easy to to do that if you're you're face to face with someone. Um, and I do think, you know, the, like a lot of the other things we've talked about, um, there's a lot, uh, there's the, the factor with men not being able to say anything to women in public, um, you know, complimentary without being accused of something, I think just really unfortunate. I also think other factors come into play um, in terms of, you know, I mentioned the economy, and I really do think that is a contributor because there are like, it's just much more difficult to make your own way, to have disposable income, um, to to do the whole dating thing uh, in person. And then uh, we've also delayed adulthood. So a lot here's, of- here's a, here's a headline. This was from 2019. Marriage decline blamed on lack of, quote, economically attractive men. Most American women hope to marry, but current shortages of marriageable men with a stable job and good income makes this increasingly difficult, especially in the current gig economy of low paying service jobs. So unfortunately, we men, they're just they're just not enough of us who are what they call economically attractive men. So <laughs> I mean, it just listen, you ladies can't win these days, at least in the, from the manosphere <laughs> and stuff like that. But like women are also looking less and less attractive as possible because as your standards get 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 higher and higher and higher, the pool of available men gets smaller and smaller sure. and smaller, right? Like that's why I think that this goes taking this full circle, this video that this woman made about nerds, oh, date a nerd and all this kind of stuff, it makes all of the nerdy men kind of happy and laugh. And it also makes a lot of desperate women out there go, huh, maybe I really need to rethink my standards here. <laughs> We're back to this discussion again. But you, are you getting what I'm, are you picking up? Well, what I'm sure. Down? I mean, like, you know, and you've got, you've got the smart guys and you think, okay, smart guys, they're going to be more successful. You know, maybe they're in. He's not good looking, know. but at least he makes some money. <laughs> if right? you want to be happy for the rest of your life, <laughs> never make a pretty man your life. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 
mean, you know, it contributes to it too that a lot more women are in the the workplace and they're, um, you know, providing for themselves. And so, should they be? Should they be? Well, I, coming at it from the perspective of someone who who um, had someone else providing from for them for a long time and then having to get back into that workforce. I am often conflicted on this because I very much am in favor of the, of the traditional roles in marriage. I, I But I also think that you do what works for you and it doesn't matter if it's traditional that the man works and the woman. I mean, like, I don't care about that. That's that's irrelevant to me. But I think it's certainly not a negative thing. And um, but I also think, you know, women should be able to support themselves because the reality is, is when divorce happens. I know that there's a lot of talk about women coming out with all of the alimony and the money, whatever. But when you look at the actual data, women come out much worse off financially than men do out of divorces. And it's just like, it's not even debatable. Sorry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Thanks so much to the hundreds and hundreds of people who are joining us. Really? Isn't it wild to see all of these numbers? I mean, you've been a regular guest on the show since the very beginning. Literally every Tuesday and Thursday, you have been on this show. We would do it just as kind of, it's felt like it was kind of a little fun little coffee club with our, our yeah. 30 best friends. Now we've got like 500 to 1,000 people while joining us here every morning. It's getting kind of crowded in here. It's very exciting, and I am so pleased to see it. And, um, you know, if it took getting kicked off of or demonetized on YouTube to do it, so be it. Because, you know, this is the free, this is the free market at work. There and Rumble is stepping up. Yep. There we so go. We appreciate Rumble. Good to see you. Um, speaking of YouTube demonetization, um, I'd like to get your take on the Russell Brand thing. Sorry to throw you a curveball. But before we do, I just want to remind our listeners, if it is your first time here watching us and you like the content, Camelia joins us every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Time on the show. She's a regular guest and a good friend of the show and a supporter of the Wake Up America show. So make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel. And if you like Camelia and you want to hear from her again, make sure you're joining us every Tuesday and Thursday at this time slot. This is her regular spot. She's been a regular since we were streaming to 20 or 30 people in the mornings. And here we are with you beautiful hundreds of hundreds of people. We're here because we love economic freedom, we love personal liberty, we love our country, and we're trying to make it a better place. So help us to succeed in that goal by clicking like and subscribe to the Wake Up America show so you can join us when we go live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. We'll be grateful to earn your subscribe to the Rumble channel. And of course, if you really love us, you've been watching us for a little while now, today might be a good day to go ahead and become a monthly subscriber, a Rumble ranter. Uh, by making a donation, you get a 20% discount at our APForLibertyShop.com store. So um, YouTube demonetizes Russell Brand for allegations made against him. You can say that that's the free market, but boy, those pukes over at Google yeah. and YouTube are disgusting scumbags, aren't they? Sure. I mean, they're, you know, they're asserting their, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I don't I wouldn't call it their morality, but their worldview onto their audience and it's a good way to lose business and i think that um i just wonder at what point they're going to get it because there are a lot of people a lot of big players who have left youtube um to go to rumble and platforms like that um, because of youtube's punitive policies and i i see a lot of big accounts and you know you know this because you did it too there's people you have to tiptoe around on what you say and what words you say so that it doesn't trigger the you know the watchdogs um 
and get you, you know, your stream cut off even right then. So, um, yeah, I think that sometimes it's hard to have patience for the free market working um, because there's always that lag. I think sometimes, especially when you're dealing with, you know, giants like YouTube, but I think it will happen. Uh, I do think it's unfortunate. I think that any kind of censorship is is not good. And I think that every time it happens, we should push back no matter who it is. Completely agree. If you have a question for CJ, you can send us a text at 573-319-1586. New friend joining us today, C. Marcano, says it's the first time here and they like the content and the guest. Thanks. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Glad to have you here. Um, all right. I think I've touched on everything, but I want to give you the opportunity, Camelia, to explain just what the hell is going on in this picture behind you where <laughs> a man has a two men have flamethrowers and are torching something. Are they burning books like the Nazi fascists that people say that they are doing? What is well, this? They might be burning books in effigy, but uh, the, that's actually you can't see the big pile of cardboard that's, you know, a, a bonfire on the other end of the, the flamethrowers. But that is. The uh, man in the foreground is gubernatorial candidate and current Senator Bill Eigel. And next to him, the other guy with the uh, flamethrower is also a senator, uh, Senator Nick Schroer, uh, both from the state Charles County area. But it's been a big issue in Missouri with uh, in the education realm and just in public libraries, as well as far as inappropriate material being put in children's sections, not in teen sections, in sections where, you know, five-year-olds can reach them at their eye level that show basically pornographic material. And so that's, you know, there have been several, um, Secretary of State has uh, instituted a rule for libraries with this, you know, there's been a lot of things that's going on with schools. And it's always a fine line between, oh, you're you're burning books and, you know, just not, I mean, you know, the, the left always takes it to an extreme. So, I think there was probably, you know, they posted this video and these pictures um, and the left immediate was like, look, you're literally burning books. And uh, Senator Eigel did say, uh, well, that yes, he was. And he would, uh, if it meant keeping pornographic material out of the hands of children in libraries, he would burn those books on the lawn of the governor's mansion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, it's like Justin, uh, my brother, came on the show last Friday and he was, uh, he made a really good point when he talks about you know, why the left wants to have these things. They want to have these drag shows where they these drag shows are reading to children and they want to have these books in schools with kids. And it, it is kind of weird. They never want to go to the senior citizens' homes and read to the old folks. Yeah, right, right. He, he also brought up something that kind of shocked me that, that he said it. Stephanie and I were actually talking about it this weekend when Justin talked about, you know, homosexuality being a genetic dead end. And he says, that's why they have to recruit. And I mean, that's uh, the kind of phrase that you would have heard from like a 1980s Jerry Falwell, moral majority, fundamentalist, Bible beaten Christian, that the gays are a genetic dead end. And that's the reason why they have to recruit my gay brother, Justin Peterson, you know, liberal, you know, left of center liberal says that on my show on Friday. It shocked the hell out of me to hear that, honestly. Well, did, and you did know, you hear him say that? I, I don't know if I heard that part. I, I heard just about everything. You know, he had like, that was such a, he said some good things. There's there's one section in particular that I would like to clip. Um, mm. But anyway, but he I think he's right. And the thing is, I think he's talked about this before too, is that, and this is what has turned him off, is it has become a religion. And this is their evangelizing. And you're right. Like, if you can't, you know, 
you can't do that through uh, having your own children and raising them up in that worldview. That means you have to find uh, young children who you can mold and, dare we say, groom for that lifestyle. Because we have very much seen that this is like it's become a fad. There's so many of these things that have become a fad and that people are influenced. And, you know, you can have the argument about whether or not it's, you know, nature versus nurture. Um, But I think the reality is, is that the mind is a powerful thing and people can be influenced to believe that they are very highly suggestive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Stephanie and I were watching this clip the other day on YouTube where there was uh, this woman who was in a waiting room outside of a doctor's office and there would the everybody else who was in the waiting room was an actor and they would um there would be a beep a loud tone that would go off and everybody in the room would stand up and after mm-hmm. two or three times everybody standing up at the beep she <laughs> stood up and then and then after all the actors had left and she was alone she would do it when she was alone and then when somebody came into the room who was not an actor another regular person she would be standing up. They were like, why? He, he's like, why are you doing that? And so she's like, because everybody else was doing it. That's right? how that's people are very highly yeah. suggestive. Right. When we very talk f- about mass psychosis and mm-hmm. all everything that we saw during COVID. You know, it it, it should give you pause when people go to carte blanche, uh, condemn things that happened like in Nazi Germany and how the, people like, how could people go along with that? Well, this is why, because. Right. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Camelia, anything else you want to let people know before we let you go? Well, just on a lighter note, I probably yeah. offended a lot of people in the chat earlier when you were talking about Lauren, Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert. <laughs> what did you say? And I was like, you know, it's a theater, R.E. morons. It's not a movie house. <laughs> I agree with you like, on that and one. And the I'm... greatest offense is like that she was singing along and what the heck do not do that. And like, I don't need to see your PDA in a place where I pay $120 for a ticket. Exactly. It's not the PDA that's deeply offensive. It's that you're singing along. You stupid sing- yeah, bitch. that's the crime. God damn mouth. When you go to the theater, <laughs> I don't want to hear you singing craply along with a musical that we paid $120 just, for. I, I don't like, I just want to know how do we get brainless bimbos in Congress? Well, again, because if you want to do, if you want to grope your date and you want to vape and you want to be loud and stupid, go to the local dog patch Cineplex. But for the love of God, my, you're, you're bringing out my elitism. Familia um, <laughs> <laughs> Peterson uh, joins us every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. Thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate you. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day. All right. Well, we got lots more great show to go. If you liked Camellia, make sure that you click that like and subscribe. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We always have a lot of fun every Monday through Friday on the Wake Up America show. Over at APforLibertyShop.com, you can get a delicious cup of founding flavors, freedom in your cup. Uh, I'm drinking the Thomas's Painkiller. It's my absolute favorite, the Colombian single origin that you can't get anywhere else. Me and my wife bring to you some of the best coffee in the world. I drink it every day, and Founding Flavors Coffee can only be found at apforlibertyshop.com, as well as our awesome, see my call the cops, I don't give a you-know-what hat. If you're a liberty lover like me, then get your call the cops, I don't give a hat over at apforlibertyshop.com. That's call the cops, I don't give a hat at apforlibertyshop.com. All right, we got lots more great show to go. And F-35 went missing? Authorities say that they have found a debris field yesterday afternoon in the search for a missing F-35 stealth jet 
We've got an actual colonel pilot from the Air Force coming to join us to talk about how something like that could have happened. Typically, government screw up. When we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Hope you've been enjoying the content so far. We're glad to have you. Make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel if you've been enjoying everything that we have been talking about today so you can get more updates when we go live. The Wake Up America show is every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. The last couple of weeks have been absolutely transformational. After we got demonetized on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, Rumble reached out and has been featuring us on the front page for the last couple weeks and it has been just bonkers the amount of people who have been watching the wake up america show so we of course want to start this segment and say thank you very much to rumble.com for being a platform for free speech we're very grateful to rumble for doing that we sent you a big care package down there in florida guys so if you're watching and listening to us this morning make sure you look out for that box no it won't be ticking but it is sent to a young gentleman by the name of Siraj. Siraj Hashmi. Habibi. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget you can text the show too. Let us know what's on your mind at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show. Let us know if there's breaking news because I can't always see it. I don't have a big news staff here. It's just me and my wife and she's at home doing therapy. So I sometimes rely on you to find out what's going on in the world. Text us in at 573 573- 319-1586. Again, the text lines are open anytime, night or day. I do check them later when I'm writing the show at 573-319-1586. All right, let's hit the news. Authorities found a debris field on Monday afternoon in the U.S. military search for a missing F-35 stealth jet that a pilot ejected from on Sunday during a bizarre quote-unquote mishap, official said. But I think I already know what's going on. It's probably one of those diversity, equity, and inclusion hires. But let's find out for sure. Uh, Let's talk to an expert on the matter. He is a full bird colonel from the Air Force, retired Colonel Rob Manus. He is a freedom fighter in his own right. Joining us now from the Gulf of Mexico, Mississippi these days. Good morning, Colonel. Hey, good morning, Austin. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you here, Colonel. How the hell do you lose a hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of hundreds of million dollar jet? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, the Air Force's birthday was yesterday and the Air Force that I was part of wasn't woke. And that this was the best present we could have had was to have a Marine Corps fighter uh, uh, involved in an incident. Uh, thankfully, the pilot ejected safely and is OK from what we could tell. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a glorious meme day for those folks that want to poke. Hey, one, of, one of my yeah. favorite memes is I saw that you're the guy who carried off Nancy Pelosi's podium. Yeah, I saw on January 6th. And he, he's got the F-35 jet. He's like, don't yeah. worry, I'll bring it back. Yeah. But, you know, as with all as with all uh, humorous satire, sarcasm and everything, there there is a grain of seriousness to this. Uh, you know, the question that uh, the civil, you civilians were out there asking is, how in the heck do you lose a $70 million airplane like that? Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple of very interesting reasons. One is uh, uh, the zombie jet after an ejection concept uh, has happened before. It's rare, but it's not unusual to those of us that have thousands of hours flying aircraft with ejection systems in them. Uh, two, 
these aircraft platforms are made of composite materials. They're uh, without a transponder, which sends a beacon to the FAA so their radars can see it. Without a transponder, it's very difficult to see what we call a primary target uh, uh, for a stealth aircraft such as the F-35. And this is the, the frontline aircraft. Uh, so uh, you have that happening, too. Uh, let me dispel one of the uh, one of the conspiracy theories right away. The aircraft could not have flown to Cuba because it was about 800 miles uh, from the Cuban island. And this version of the aircraft is the F-35B. It's the Marine Corps vertical and short takeoff and landing or V-stall version of the aircraft. And it only has a total of about a 900 mile range with a full fuel load. And we know if the aircraft took off, it didn't have a full fuel load. So it was airborne and at altitude. There's no way it could have uh, done that. So it wasn't Uh, flown off to Ukraine, like some people were saying. Right. right. Uh, uh, And as far as I know, we haven't mastered remotely piloting the F-35 and doing uh, air refueling with another remotely piloted tanker uh, yet to get it over to Ukraine. But the note of seriousness, it is very serious that, uh, number one, we have an ejection uh, that uh, left the aircraft in the position of not having a transponder, but continuing to fly uh, uh, for a certain amount of time. And apparently the ejection was over land. Uh, not over water. So there's a there's a whole host of safety issues uh, involved in this that need to be addressed. And that'll be the first thing. The first thing that happens in a military aircraft accident like this, uh, and, and it, it's a cl- what's called a Class A, which is the most serious uh, of military aircraft accidents, is a safety investigation board, or SIB. Uh, the team only has 30 days. It's already been appointed. I'm sure it's uh, either on the ground right now or, or, or on, on their way. Uh, and it'll be headed up by at least a, a full colonel, probably a brigadier general, because it was an F-35. Uh, and we have this ejection where the aircraft uh, continued to fly. Uh, but they'll only have 30 days to figure it out. The good news is we have the pilot. So uh, the best information you can get about what was going on in that little container uh, uh, going, you know, hundreds of miles an hour at, at a very, you know, at a high altitude is the brain of that pilot. So uh, hopefully he or she is in uh, really good condition and can remember what happened. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, see that. Uh, and uh, of course, the Marine Corps has already called for what's called a safety stand down. That's very normal uh, to spend a couple of days, you know, just going over safety policy procedure. Uh, probably something about the ejection system that hasn't been announced yet. And there won't be any announcements like that until after the investigation is over. But it looks like the process is proceeding normally at this point. Colonel, tell us about the transponder question, because uh, what little civilians know about airlines, we all know that there's a black box on them that tells you exactly where something went down, you know, GPS Mm -hmm. location. I mean, uh, would that thing have had to absolutely have disintegrated for there to be no transponder, no GPS? I mean, you can find people with cell phones out in the middle of the desert these days with their with their phones and satellite technology. How do you lose the plane? Well, it could have been something as simple as all power to the aircraft uh, went out. You know, the engines, uh, once they're started, they're going to keep running as long as there's fuel uh, coming through the system uh, and they pull fuel to it. So if there's fuel in the in the fuel lines and those kind of things and in the tanks, 
the engine's going to continue to pull fuel to it in some form or another for quite a while uh, so the aircraft could still fly. But the power might have gone completely out. And if the power goes out, then obviously something like a transponder, which is an electronic device, it's it's not the black box, but it is a a uh, digital box in the aircraft that sends a digital radar signal out so the FAA's radars and tracking systems can track uh, the F-35 just as if it's an airline. Uh, now, uh, we have the ability to turn those off. Uh, there are switches in the cockpit. Uh, now, there, there are mechanical stops on them to keep them from being bumped accidentally and those kind of things normally. Uh, but in an ejection situation, I mean, you're being uh, the seats being blasted out of the cockpit, literally in the blink of an eye uh, and into an, a, a, a stream of air that's going at least the speed of the aircraft itself, if not faster. So a lot of things are flying around in that cockpit and those kind of things. So uh, something probably happened to remove power from the transponder. Uh, and that's why it was lost. And uh, more than likely, a GPS signal would have also been lost uh, in this situation. I mean, I'm speculating at this point that there's something probably to do with the power to those systems that would have caused the signals to get lost. And, and the radar signature of the airplanes, you know, it's the size of a bird or less. So, If you're just difficult. tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Make sure that you click like and you subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content that you're listening to. Right now, I'm speaking to Colonel Rob Maness, a former Air Force pilot himself, about that F-35 that went missing a couple of days ago. They did say that there was a debris field that was found yesterday. We're still waiting on more details for that uh, as it's coming in. Um, Colonel, uh, as a fiscal conservative myself, uh, I have never seen the utility of the F-35 compared to many of our other jets. I know that it's a, it's on paper, it's supposed to outpace many of our other fighter jets, but we've spent a trillion dollars plus on this jet. And at least from my external analysis, non-expert analysis, it looks as if it's been a total failure. The Air Force has done everything they can to try and make this jet out like, oh, it's amazing. It's next gen. It's stealth. And they, they've like, uh, was it the, um, the, what was it? The Chinese balloon that didn't they use an F-35 to shoot it down? Was that a stunt in order to try and sh make the F-35 out, out to be some amazing jet? Because it doesn't look that great. It looks like a huge waste of taxpayer dollars. Am I wrong? You know, correct me if so. Well, you know, a couple of things. There's a lot to unpack there, Austin. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing is I, I would point people back to a few weeks ago uh, on one of my Whistleblower Wednesday shows. I had uh, the gentleman who's a retired uh, uh, military aviator that was the civilian head of the program at the to, and brought it up to where it is pretty close to today. Uh, and we went through a lot of that because I, when I ran for the U.S. Senate, my, part of my platform was to uh, to uh, cut the F-35 program because it was so bad uh, and so uh, off the rails from a spending perspective. Uh, and keep in mind, this thing's been delayed for years and years and years, uh, years. I, look, I sat in the mock-up cockpit of it, which should have been about two years from putting it into the test program and putting a pilot in the cockpit. When I was a young, very young major, uh, uh, you know, years before I left the Air Force itself. So it's it's not been a good program uh, from a development perspective, from a taxpayer's dollars perspective. Uh, they tell me, uh, and this gentleman confirmed it, I had suspected this, that 
the aircraft system is up to speed now and it's meeting the original requirements, but it took 20 years to get it there. Uh, So the product that's fielded today does meet those requirements. Now, I'll, I'll also tell folks this. A lot of those requirements, I'm sure, were modified so the aircraft that they we eventually did get produced and certified and, and certified combat mission ready could meet those requirements. So that's part of the process. You always have to do that no matter what, because some of those requirements just turn out to be too hard to do with the current technology and methodologies uh, uh, that we ha- that we have been able to develop. So uh, uh, so that's where the program sits today. Uh, it's, what does the, uh, it's what safe does the F-35, and, and it does meet the requirements. Colonel, sorry to interrupt. What does the F-35 do that we need that that our other functional jets and capabilities can't do? What is what is so special about the F-35 that, that we can't accomplish otherwise? Well, this aircraft is replacing uh, the heavy lifter for the fighter and attack community, which is the F-16. Uh, it, it is a single seat, uh, single engine aircraft, but it's stealthy, uh, and it brings a set of technologies, uh, from the intelligence surveillance reconnaissance, uh, perspective and, and defensive systems perspective and situational awareness perspective that no other aircraft, uh, has, uh, today. So it's, it's just the next evolution of American uh, air power uh, in the form of this uh, fighter and attack uh, aircraft. Uh, that's basically what it's providing. As as the F-16 is retired out, aged out, uh, or can't defeat systems of air defenses anymore to get to a target that America needs to attack, this aircraft uh, is comes in and is capable of doing it, but it's also capable of plugging into uh, to a, a, a a joint information network that all of our combat uh, and intelligence surveillance reconnaissance, logistics, uh, aircraft and spacecraft and ships can now tap into uh, that uh, that brings a, another level of instantaneous communication together uh, that it's one of the things that makes the American Armed Forces so formidable when the operators are in the cockpits, in the ships, in the tanks, uh, 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 taking the fight to the enemy. Uh, there is no other country that can field systems like that. And this F-35 uh, is the leading edge of the latest development in that type of system. Well, speaking of taking the fight to the enemy, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence uh, may want to have that happen if he becomes president. He says if Ukraine doesn't stop Russia, U.S. may have to fight. He says it's in America's interest to provide aid to Ukraine I'm convinced that if the Ukrainian military doesn't stop and repel that Russian invasion, it's not going to be too long before that Russian army crosses the border that our men and women in uniform are going to have to go and fight for it. I truly believe it. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Colonel? Mike Pence uh, is a liar, and uh, Mike Pence hasn't got a clue what he's talking about, like most Republican neocon warmongering uh, politicians uh, uh, back in the day of the Bush era uh, uh, and those kind of things. Uh, they have no clue what they're talking about. The Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine's even existence has never been in the, in the vital national interest of the United States or even NATO. 
certainly Ukraine's border uh, and the border area that Russia now occupies has never been in the vital national interest of the United States of America. And don't take my word for it. Go back and find the video clip of Barack Obama saying it when he was president of the United States. Look, folks, that's the reality. The reality is, is that we are pouring billions of dollars into something while our citizens can't even get their Social Security checks uh, on time or uh, enough have enough money to go buy groceries and put gas in their vehicles, number one. And we're putting the entire world on the absolute brink of a nuclear war, World War III, uh, the likes that we have never seen before. And the United States is leading the way. It is it is despicable. It Mike Pence should stop his race for the presidency right now and apologize to the American people because the American people are on to you, Mike. We're not going to do it. And I've been a Republican since I voted for Ronald Reagan the first time he ran. Okay, and we're not going to put up with this crap anymore and send our kids uh, and ourselves into a meat grinder. Uh, and it's pitiful that we are helping the Ukrainians send their population into the meat grinder. There are 500,000 dead in Ukraine on the Ukrainian side, and they don't have the population to keep up with a war of attrition like this. And the Russians, unfortunately, are winning. Whether you think Vladimir Putin's uh, the great Satan or whatever uh, or not, uh, it certainly looks like when you look at all of the facts together from a financial, economic, uh, uh, so what little actual battlefield facts we can get uh, and, uh, and uh, industrial capability facts that we can get, that the Russians are not only winning, they are defeating NATO and the United States of America in a way that uh, it, it just boggles the minds of those of us that are retired military when we've spent so much blood and treasure uh, to uh, to uh, not have an empire. You know, that's what the United States is supposed to do. You know, if there are bad guys out there that that have attacked us, then it's our it's our it's our right and our responsibility to re address that and respond like we did at the beginning of the Afghanistan war after 9-11. Uh, but this this 20 years of trying to make democracy and all of those kind of things uh, uh, just tell me that people like Mike Pence, they don't give a damn about the lives of your children or my children or my grandchildren or even me, because I could be recalled as a retired colonel uh, to go fight in a war like this. And they really the big indicator, Austin, is that it's distracting us from where we should be focused. The thing we learned in the Cold War uh, uh, and Ronald Reagan's uh, administration really helped put the point on this when we defeated the Soviet Union and caused it to disintegrate was strength through peace through strength works. We don't have to be at war all the time and we shouldn't be. And this thing that we've been doing since 9-11 is atrocious. It's un-American and it should be stopped. And it's why I will go to my grave drawing my last breath, fighting these people in Washington, D.C., like Mike Pence that want to keep uh, control in their uniparty power structures we must defeat them and destroy that power structure and put Americans back in charge. Beautifully stated. Colonel Rob Manus, he is an American Sorry. hero. <laughs> we love it. That's a great rant. Uh, the audience is over there cheering for you this morning. I'll, I'll appreciate you very much for that. Colonel, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go today? Well, uh, take heart. 
America is alive and well because people like you, Austin, are out here, people like me, Austin, but more importantly, people like you folks that are watching this and listening to this every day, going to work, taking care of your families, buying your guns and ammo and training and organizing your neighborhoods and your communities to defend themselves, which is what we are really doing, uh, means that the United States of America will always be around uh, no matter what's going on. And we will rise to take our power back from this rogue federal From now government. on, it's going to be America first, okay? America first. That's Colonel Rob Manus right there tuning in. Colonel there, thank you very much. You can follow him on x.com at Rob Manus. That's R-O-B-M-A-N-E-S-S. Follow him over there and watch his, what's your show, Colonel, by the way? Your Wednesdays? It's the Rob, Main, the Rob Manus Show, and we're on the new network called the Red Voice Media Network. You can find them at, at Red Voice News on Twitter. There you X. go. Follow him at the Red Voice Media Network. Colonel Rob Manus, thank you very much for your time. You are a great American, sir. We appreciate you very much. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. What did you think of Colonel Rob Manus? Send us a text. 573-319-1586. To the 400 or so people who stuck around with us till the end of the show today, thank you very much. Bless you. Bless you, child. Love this guy, says Guokas. Yes, um, I've been a big uh, friend and fan of uh, Colonel Rob Manus for a number of years. He was a uh, vocal supporter and endorser of my U.S. Senate can- campaign here in the state of Missouri, and uh, we've been friends ever since. I like him because he tells it like it is, and he believes in America, and he thinks that we need to not be spending all this money overseas, and that we need to put America first. God bless America. From now Hell, on, yes. it's going to be... America first, okay? America first. Don't you just love that clip? We appreciate you very much. Thanks so much for tuning into the Wake Up America show. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. But I do hope you will be joining us again tomorrow. I am so grateful to Rumble for helping us to have such a huge audience size. Can we give it up to Rumble.com today? God bless them. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. Sometimes the things that we say here on the show get us in trouble on places like YouTube where they demonetized me a couple weeks ago. And now Russell Brand has been demonetized over on YouTube. They're coming after him now, too. How dare you? We like free speech. We like freedom. That's why we're over here on Rumble, and that's why we continue to grow every single day. If you want to join us again, you can do so tomorrow morning. The same bat time, the same bat channel. Rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. So do us a favor. Before you leave today, make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel. Click like and subscribe so that you can help us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. That's what we're all about here on the Wake Up America show every single day, five days a week, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. We'll be here. Rocking the Freedom Watch. We'll see you tomorrow's Wednesday. That means Judge Napolitano joins us for Big Brain Time. We're going to hear from Judge Napolitano's legal take on the news of the day. Then come back and join us tomorrow morning. He'll be here with us. He's every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Time. So 7 to 9 a.m. That's your new one-stop shopping for the news in the morning. Thanks so much to the Cantina crew, all of our supporters. Thanks to all of our friends who visit AP4LibertyShop.com. Thanks to all of our monthly subscribers. You the real MVP. God bless you. America is a nation that can be defined in a single we'll word. We'll see you tomorrow. I was going to put him uh, put, <laughs> on the Wake Up America me. show at wakeupamericashow.com. <laughs> <laughs>